Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the One Before I Die podcast, episode 115. No, 50. Or 150. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, coming at you, another live in studio episode. Great timing for it. Obviously, Bills season kicked off. First win of the season, first blowout of the season, Thursday night football, NFL season opener, Bills 31 to 10 over the Los Angeles Rams. Um, so we'll be talking about that today, obviously. And then preview of Tennessee Titans at um, at Bills for week two. So football's back. Uh, it's uh, it's great to be back. It's great to just sit on the couch Sunday, especially when your team already won Thursday night. You get to you know wake up, soak in the glory, sit there for seven hours of commercial free f- football, and uh, and just kind of chill out and watch and um, and it's and it's great. But um, that's kind of that's all on the plate today. Um, Obviously, no Sabres news, uh, but you know, as Ethan did allude to last episode, that is coming around the corner pretty quickly. The first preseason game actually is this Thursday. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Sabres' <laughs> first preseason game is actually this Thursday. Won't be talking about it, obviously, on this episode, but kind of crazy that that game is actually literally coming up this week. So hockey's honestly back, too, now that we're talking about it. But um, as I said, live in studio here, so let's get Ethan introduced um, before I keep rambling on here. So, Ethan, how you doing back in Rochester for a little bit? Big weekend uh, coming up for the fellas. Yeah, it's good to be in town, good to be 1-0. and uh glad I was wrong last Thursday night as I did predict a loss but I was the first one to say it that I wanted to be wrong and I was wrong and now it looks like the Bills will be going 15 and 2 then because I predicted 14 and 3 took care of business in LA and now we're riding high going into Tennessee so I'm uh excited to be in western New York excited to be live at the game for the home opener um yeah yeah, um, also speaking of, so I mean, we're going to do the recap here for the Rams game, um, but yeah, Ethan obviously said, you know, hand up for him, respect for him admitting, you know, he was wrong. On the opposite of the spectrum, I did predict a, a win, but not only did I predict a win, I predicted the Bills to score 31 points, I predicted it to be 31 to 20, so I was a little bit off on that, but I did predict 31 points there. I also did give out the the prop of the game, Josh Allen, to score TD, so I was honestly seeing the board very well for the first Bills game of the season. So not to pat myself on the back, but just kind of had to throw that out there. Um, so I mean, you did predict thirty-one points. Yep, yeah, I said that. Uh, so without further ado, I guess you know, without rehashing kind of last week's episode, let's get right back into the recap of this game. And I think no other best way to start this recap than to do short-term, long-term, as we like to do during the NFL season. Um, we like to do a segment called short-term, long-term. If you're a new listener, what that is is after each uh, game when we do our recaps. We start out the recap by doing a short-term kind of take on the Bills game and their situation. Um, that's kind of more of the overreaction of the week. You know, short-term, what happened? What are we thinking on this team? You know, what did we see right out the gate? And then long-term, what does it kind of mean for the season? Maybe if you take a step back and you actually look at the game, look at the other teams and and realize, you know, the season's not just down to one week. Long-term, what, how are we feeling about this team? So first of all, I'll start out short-term. I mean, I think this is everybody's short-term. The Bills are winning the Super Bowl, right? After watching this game Thursday night, the short-term thought to me is this team, and then even the short-term thought after watching football this weekend was like the Bills 
are for sure going to make a deep run in the playoffs because not really any other teams besides maybe the Chiefs and the Chargers and the AFC West a little bit. Everybody else looked very sloppy, and the Bills come out and they went 31-10 in dominant fashion. The turnovers were a little bit sloppy to begin with, but other than that, I mean, you have four turnovers and you still beat the defending Super Bowl champions by 21 points. Like, you cannot, there's no other way to come out of that game, you know, right after it or the day after on Friday just feeling absolutely great about where you're at the way that Josh Allen took over that game the way that when he gets roughed up he plays even better I mean we talk about it week in week out year in year out about how when this guy gets going and he gets you know kind of roughed up and the other team maybe thinks they're getting in his head or they're getting after him a little bit it just makes him better so short term it's honestly exceeded expectations that's where I'm at short term I don't know if you want to go short term first before I hop in long term yeah I mean my short term is they are who we thought they were they lived up to the hype they came out, like you said, firing on all cylinders. They get the ball uh, for their you know first drive of the game and go down, march down easily with the Gabe Davis touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I was nervous going into this game with obviously how much hype they were getting from all of the analysts, everything that we've seen on Twitter, everybody picking them to win the Super Bowl, being the Super Bowl favorites. And then I talked about this last week is, is why I picked the Rams to win the game was because of, you know, they were the they were a favorite going into the Super Bowl champions uh, banner night in L.A. I just hated this spot for them. Um, and, you know, we always talk, you know, everybody talks about when they, these analysts do their picks and everybody is kind of on one side. It's like never good for the other team. Everybody was on the Rams pregame from the from a pre, like the, right. the script was flipped almost. It was like because like it everybody yeah. everybody in the offseason, obviously all over the Bills as well as Bills, yeah. and then the eleven people or whatever the panel did for the actual like game, game right. and it was like everyone's picking the Rams, so that almost made me feel better. Like I was like, it okay, did give me like a little. It burst like of flipped confidence. the script a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the short term is exactly what you said. I mean they they lived up to the hype, and I don't see anything from that game made me think. Otherwise, that this is a Super Bowl caliber team that they are going to be playing in the last game of the season this year. Um, it was just an absolute unbelievable start to the season from this team. Um, now, on the long-term side, I'll start out with the long-term. Um, we talked about this as well. I mean, you got to stay a little bit level-headed here. We talked about how if the Bills did go in and lose this game that there would have been some overreactions on the other way about how this team did not live up to the hype, how... Um, you know, maybe they're a little bit fraudulent and yada, yada, yada. But you can't do go the ex- extreme the other way and like how we're doing on our short terms here and how people are ready to punch a ticket to the Super Bowl. Like, there is a ton of work left to do in the season. It's only one out of 17 games. Um, I will say, for as great as the Bills did look, they turned the ball over four times, and I don't think the Rams looked that great either. I mean, Stafford obviously looked like he had something going on with his arm. Um, they were obviously hurting from losing some of their guys from the team last year. I mean, moving Von Miller from the Rams to the Bills alone, I think, is huge. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, like he a was a one eighty. He was a you know two sacks impact player for the Bills. I mean, the Bills D line looked unbelievable. The the Rams also lost their um, their left tackle from last season. Uh, Whitworth. Whitworth, yeah, and I mean Von Miller. Odell. Yeah, well, I mean, just Von Miller was eating on that, and their line couldn't block. I mean, the fr- we were getting home with our front four without blitzing. Seven sacks. I think we blitzed only a couple times all game. Yeah. Obviously, that O-line is is not up to snuff. And then, like you were saying, oh, oh, they missed Odell for sure. It seemed like their offense was only Cooper Cup or nothing. And so, 
I think as great as we looked against the defending Super Bowl champs, I think there's a lot to say about the Rams. And, like, you know, are they going to be the same caliber team as they were last year? I don't know. It's only one week on that end, too. But um, that that's the other thing. Like, people love saying, which, like, you deserve the credit for, like, you're defending Super Bowl champs and everything. Like, that matters, obviously. But, like, I hate, like, like going into the game, people were like, oh, the defending Super Bowl champs are underdogs at home, which, like, the underdogs at home part I get, but, like, it's a completely new season. Like, I hate when people are always like, oh, they're defending yeah. Super Bowl champs. Like, it, that, that has nothing to do with this it's season. It's a new team. Yeah, so, like, that, using that as, like, a betting tactic or, like, like the side you're picking, like, that always never made sense to me. Um, but, I mean, for, for well, my... Well, I use it more as, like, it's it's kind of... It's just it's, a fact. It's a, Yeah, and it's a, hype, it's a hype thing. Like, if yeah. you're coming in... I don't know what the stat was, but I think, like... It was 14, 14, 14 and 2 yeah. before that game. They were defending Super Bowl champs were, I think, 14 and 2 on week one the following year before yeah. this game or something. Yeah, yeah, No, I mean, it, no, it matters. It just, I, I, this is kind of more of a sidebar thing. It's just, like, I don't know, people use it too much maybe to, like, thinking about what the team's going to be this year. I mean, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they didn't win it, but I don't know. Do you think they're going to be the same team this year? I don't know. It's just a completely new year is all I'm saying. Um, But, anyway, for my long term, I think... The main thing is you hit like you already said it. You nailed it right in the head. You have to stay level headed. If we lost that game, we were going to say the same thing. You have to stay level headed and not overreact in the opposite way. That's the main thing long term. But also for me long term is I'm staying the course in terms of eyes. Like again, you can't get ahead of myself. But this was before week one. I was saying this. Obviously, we both picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Predicted them that only have three losses on this on the year. Long term, it made me like actually see them in a real like game. Like it almost made me more confident in a way because I saw what. The, there's three things that I saw that were different from last year that makes me more cut. We went to the AFC divisional round last year, blew a game that we should have won. We're all talking like if we won that game, we probably would have won the Super Bowl. And there's three things that we didn't have on that team that we have on this team that made me more confident. So talking about it that way, it just makes me like super, super excited. Three things. What, and, and they're similar. One, on the offensive side of the ball, we actually ran the ball well. We ran the ball well. That's something we talked about at nauseum last year. Who's the running back? Can we run the ball? Are we going to be able to run? Or is it going to be literally passing every play? There was literally times last year on this podcast where we were saying, I don't care what the situation, what the down is, pass every play. Mm -hmm. We had a run game uh, on Thursday. On the other side of the ball, similar thing. We had a run defense. Our D-line looked legit. We had a legitimate D-line from a run defense perspective and, as you said, a pass rush perspective. It wasn't this ticky-tack D-line last year that we were kind of hanging on by a thread, banking on our secondary to make plays, banking on Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano to run around with their chickens with their head cut off because the D-line's getting pushed back. It was very apparent to me that the Bills have an offensive O-line that can run block and a defensive D-line that can uh, run defend. So, like, those are two things. The trenches, we always talk about that. I think we're vastly improved, and you could very much see it. And Von Miller exceeded expectations, obviously, on only one game, but I think just the Von Miller effect of him being in the lineup made the pass rush way better overall, just not with him. But, you know, Rousseau got home a couple times. Basham was getting in there. I mean, from a defensive... Jordan Phillips was getting in there pretty much every play. Like, just the D-line on both sides of the ball, D-line and O-line, run defense, run offense, completely different. Um, before you hop in there, the, the one thing I want to say on the run offense side is I got to hit my cap to, I think Saffold's kind of a big difference in that run offense. Yeah. They were running the left. If you go back and watch the game, we were yeah. running to the left side of the line every time when we were running the ball and it, we weren't even trying to hide it or anything. It, the right side of the line was doing a great job pass blocking against Aaron Donald, but the left side of the line, we were going behind them every time running the ball. And also one last thing, I don't think I've seen the bills run a sweep. 
in the past five years, we ran like sweet, like not, I'm not like a huge sweep guy or anything. It was just different. Like our run plays were different than last year. They were more creative. So like Ken Dorsey was definitely had a plan. They went in and attacked. They were getting the ball out quick with the, with the Aaron Donald pass rush. Like there just was a, a, a better plan. And the run offense was there on that left side of the line. Saffold was just, you know, going downhill. So those are my two things. The last thing I'll, I'll say real quick, guys, I said three, is that Josh Allen is just a man possessed when he gets roughed up and he gets going and he's the agent of cast. He cannot be stopped. So those are my three takeaways from the game. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I was going to add when you're talking about the lines is, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, I've never seen a team have better depth from a D-line perspective. I mean... And and, and, it, and we kept doing the... We, we're, we're still doing the rotation thing, except it's a legit... Ro- like, like, last year when we were doing the rotation thing, we are just rotating a bunch of mediocre guys in and out. So I don't yeah. care if you're fresh or not. This year, it's just like the, well, these guys can play. That's my thing is like from the D-tackle perspective, it was like almost there was no drop-off or difference. It was like all of these guys were just plug-and-play. Well, and Oliver got hurt too, right? And yeah, it, and, it and it, we, didn't, we didn't – it seemed like – I mean, Oliver was playing well yeah. until he got hurt, right? He, he had that big – that one play, I was like, oh, my God, that was a man-child of a play. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like that he, run play? Yeah, where he split the double team and there's a guy on him that he's stiff-arming with one guy and then he stuffs a running back in the backfield with his other arm. And it was just an unbelievable play from Oliver. Um, but he goes down and I don't think our defensive interior line play uh, skipped a beat. I mean, they were rotating in Phillips, Settle. Uh, I mean, Phillips looked like he was his old self with yeah. the Bills uh, before he left for Arizona. I mean, that spin move that he had on that sack was unbelievable. And then, you know, Daquan Jones and Settle, going from like Zimmer and... Um, yeah, who, like Anku. Anku and like Vernon Butler. Harrison like, Phillips. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked Harrison Phillips as a guy, but I mean, he, he obviously just was like just whatever upgrade. guy. Upgrade, yeah. It's just an un, un... It was like a remarkable upgrade. And it not only you could tell that these guys were better, but I think you could tell how much it affected Tremaine Edmonds too. Like you already talked about. Yeah. I thought Edmonds looked great out there compared to like you know he had some games last year when you know people were saying you know calling for his head almost and really questioning whether he's the the middle linebacker of 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 this team moving forward um and I think he you know a lot of the things that he got exposed for was because he wasn't even given a shot like you said you know he our D-line when you were getting absolutely demolished and you know the line of scrimmage was getting reset two or three yards before he could even come up and make a tackle yeah so yeah, I was just I think if there was one positional group that I was most impressed with going into or after this game would be the defensive front and um it's 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 a welcome addition. Like that was yeah. I think our weakest part going into this or coming out of last season, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean you you felt like you have a legit actual solid D-line. Um and so basically just to round out that long-term thought is that while staying level-headed, it is only week 1. But it just gave me more confidence that, you know, we don't have to bank on our... I don't even want to say bank on our offense because our offense still is going to need to score a lot and they still will. But, like, we... I don't know. It just gave me more confidence knowing that we can run the ball, take less pressure off Josh, like, have that... Like, the, the pass game's going to open up a little bit more. And then just knowing that we can actually rush the passer and stop the run. And it's not... American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. It's going to be like one of these games where we're like hoping, praying that we can just stop the run or like, you know, get our offense back on the field. Like there was games over the past couple of years where I'm just like hoping something can happen for us where 
now we have hope. Now we have this, like, I feel like a solidified D-line where there, there's going to be games where maybe they don't look that good. And, uh, you know, this goes back to the staying level-headed thing. You got to make sure, that, like, there's going to be downsides here, but it just feels better. Um, so that's that. Uh, in terms more of, the, I mean, this game, I, I don't know if I have really anything else. I mean, I thought that, uh, I mean, the, the the pick, like, like the first pick, like, to, like Isaiah McKenzie's got to catch that ball. Yeah. Like, like the, if we're talking turnovers here, like, Isaiah McKenzie's got to catch the ball. You know, James Cook sucks, dude. Like, his first carry in the league, he fumbles. Like, when when are we going to see James Cook get the ball next, I guess is a question we could ask. Because he was back in the game later, but he didn't get another touch. Um, like, so that's interesting to watch. Like, I, I, I kind of feel for the guy, but it's like, you can't fumble the ball. Uh, Zach Moss, I thought, had a decent game, but then he fumbled as well. And then the second pick, like, this is the one thing I will say about the, the turnovers here is, like, it, like I love Josh Allen as much as the next guy, but when I'm on Twitter watching the game on Thursday, like let's just call a spade a spade when it is. Like that wasn't a good throw by Josh on the second pick. Like a lot oh, of people, like a lot throw. of people on Twitter are like, "Oh, Crowder, like stop!" It's like that was that just was a just bad, bad throw, bad decision. You know, like let's call it how it is yeah. here. So I mean, like he's gonna make mistakes sometimes, and 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 to me that was that was on him. Um, but. I don't know. Yeah, I guess don't turn the ball over as much. I mean, like McKenzie got to catch that ball. Like you can't fumble. But luckily, like we were still able to. I don't know. Take take control of the game. Um, I mean, the thing is, we could have won that game like forty eight to yeah seven. The, the first half. The, the first half. It felt like we were. Our Going own worst game, enemy. Ten to ten was like it, it, it felt was, like we should have been up thirty nothing at half. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. I mean. It, it, we still won by 21 points, so it's like they clearly corrected it and they got it together and they're like, listen, we can score at will. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit frustrating the first half. Maybe it's first half jitters, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it'll be interesting as we transition to start thinking about the Titans here is um, the Bills did not dress uh, Khalil Shakir in this first game, which I think was maybe a little bit surprising to a lot of Bills fans based on uh, how much hype he was getting this offseason. He was obviously a standout in training camp. I think he was listed as the starting punt returner mm. on the depth chart going into this game. And Jameson Crowder ended up yeah, returning punts. And real quick, he looked very – I loved the way he looked back there returning punts. You know, I'm a big punt specialist guy. Yeah. He looked he looked comfortable to me returning punts. So I, I was happy with the way that looked, just real yeah, quick. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought so too. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like, how, how these inactives uh, start to, to work as we get, you know, throughout the season here, you know – Another one, Shaq Lawson was not dressed for this first game. Yeah. So as we go into Titans week here, I mean, the Titans are more of a ground-and-pound offense. That's no secret, right? You have Derrick Henry, who's probably top three – I mean, definitely top three running back in the league. Um, we yeah, know, our, our D-line that we just hyped up is going to be tested very quickly here. That's what I was going to say. I mean, we just gave them a lot of praise, and they did play really well against the run against the Rams. The Rams' run game is not the same as the Titans' run game. Um I know the Titans did lose Saffold, which obviously, again, it's going to be another situation where it's an immediate, like, subtract addition mm-hmm. on the on the offensive-defensive line battle this week. But, you know, Derrick Henry, he's a guy that's tormented this Bills team over the past couple of years. I mean, say what you want to say about the Titans. The Bills team has not figured out a way to consistently beat this team. I mean, what, last year we lost that heartbreaker on... Uh, Monday Night Football, where Josh slipped on the QB sneak on the final drive of the uh, of the game, yeah. um, and the year before that we got we demolished got yeah. on Monday night, or on Prime. I don't forget it was like a it was, Tuesday, it was night. Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, the Bills have not found a way to to solve this Derrick Henry rushing attack, where 
you know, every each of those games, I think Derrick Henry had monster games against us. Again, we have a new defensive line. Let's see how it holds up um, against Derrick Henry. I will say the Titans did lose A.J. Brown, and that passing attack looks extremely mediocre now. Tannehill's older. I've never been a big Tannehill guy, you know, even when they had A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's going to be a dogfight in the trenches this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw... Uh, you know, a Shaq Lawson suit up this week and maybe someone like a James Cook takes a seat. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't even think about that. I could see that happening, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to come down to us defending. It has to come down to us, you know, stopping Henry because, like you said, they don't have as many weapons. I know they got Robert Woods, um, but, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't even know if I can name another, you know, like, skill guy on their team, to be honest, besides Henry. Like, I don't know if I can name another wideout. Yeah, Hillier. I don't even know who that is. Um, a, like a scat back. Who's their tight end? Like, do they Austin Hooper? Austin Hooper. Okay. Um, but I mean, they just lost. Like, let's just call it how it is right now. I mean, they just lost to the Giants. So I mean, it's gonna be either one of two things. Like, this team stinks. Like, they're not as good maybe as people thought they were gonna be, and people didn't even think they were gonna be as good. Or they're gonna come back like hot. Like, right? They're well, just, I, they I just think lost to the Giants. Gonna be hungry. Yeah. Gonna be I mean, hungry. either way, they're gonna be hungry, right? They just lost to the Giants opener, like. Giants supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. Also, shout out Dable, right? Getting that win, going for two there. Pretty pretty solid move by him. Um, but if I'm being honest with you, um, you know, especially come game time, because, like, we're going to be at this game, and, like, whenever you're at a game, it also hits different where, like, you're so confident no matter what, almost. Yeah, Kinda I mean, like, I don't know, like, how... Regardless if you're even going to this game or not, as you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, I don't know how you're not going to be confident, is what yeah, you're saying? Like, this is set up so perfectly for the Bills, right? Um, you just have an unbelievable performance on the opener when everybody in America is watching. Uh, against, and now we t- just talked about this, the defending Super Bowl champions. You know, how, how much stock you put in that is to be determined. But, I mean, say what you want to say. Going into the season, whether they won the Super Bowl or not... Everybody has the Rams as a playoff team. Everybody has them probably in the top... Top four, three in top, the NFC. Top three NFC, for sure, between like them and the Bucks and, I don't know, the Packers, even though the Packers look terrible. But they they just you know put on an absolute show. And then their home opener on Monday Night Football, you know that... I mean, you looked at the game on Thursday. It was like almost half Bills fans, it felt like, watching it from TV. I mean... Mm-hmm. The Rams had to. There's articles about how the Rams had to use a silent count at points of that game. Yeah, well, they they have to they have to use silent count every home game. Yeah, which that's is just a fact. Crazy, and you know it's going to be the complete opposite on Monday night. I mean, the the Bills Mafia is be go, is going to be going absolutely buck wild, and I mean tickets for this game we know because we bought them are insane. Yeah, we talked about that I think a couple weeks ago too. Where like this game, the Bills only have two home games before the bye uh and you know everybody loves you know nice weather football games these tickets are insane and so it is going to be a madhouse god bless the tennessee titans snap count because it is going to be so hard um to figure that out and when you when you don't have the titans don't have a balanced attack right so if if the, the it's simple if you're a Bills fan here, and if you're it's simple if you're the Bills, you stop Derrick Henry, you stop the running, and make Tannehill beat you. And I think we've been saying this for three seasons now, and we haven't been we haven't been away figured out a way to stop Derrick Henry. But I don't. This year is different. This team yeah, is confident. different. 
And I think if you're not confident now, I don't know what what could have happened this offseason or in week one that would have made you feel better about this game. And if you can't figure out a way to beat this Tennessee team, then you know maybe you're not as good as people thought. So I think you're. Yeah. I think the Bills are 100% um, in line to win this game, and it's simple as just stopping Derrick Henry, in my opinion. Yeah, well, and I'll tell you what, talking about being confident, I'll tell you who's also confident in the Bills is Vegas. Talk about a transition. Bills are, tra- are are favored by 10 points in this game. So I think it opened at like 9.5. Um, certain books have it at 10 now, which is kind of insane, right? I mean, anything in the NFL that's double digits, it's a big spread. So Bills favored by 10, um, minus 450 on the money line. Like, I mean, they're heavily favored in this game. And, and like, a- after everything Ethan said, I don't know how you can't really be, you know, that confident in them. Um, so... And and the last thing I'll say, back to what I was saying about just being calm when you're at the game, just to finish that thought, like, like I was so, I went to four games last year and you can go, you go back and forth in your head. I'm just talking, this is more for like, to relate to like people going to the game and like us, like just talking about like going to be there. But like, you can go back so many times at the tailgate going back and forth, like, oh, what's going to happen, right? You're chopping it up, talking about it. Once you step in that stadium and kickoff goes like, you feel like you can't lose a game. I don't care if this is like I'm, a, I'm at like a Sabres game during you know their worst <laughs> years or something. Like once you're at a game and the vibes are high, like you're feeling so confident. So I'm not gonna predict them to lose right now and then be at that game, you know, thinking they're gonna win by a million. So if we're gonna you know talking score predictions here, I'll, I'll start it out. Um, but I think that I think the Bills win. Obviously, like I just said, and I think they're gonna cover the spread. I think they're gonna win big again. Um, I think they score over 30 points again. I think they win by uh, you know a few scores here, and so I I say Bills win thirty five, and I and I say you know Titans nineteen, um, nineteen is kind of a weird number, but that just popped in my head. So I'm <laughs> you gonna, have to go with it. I'm gonna go with it. Um, so I'm gonna go thirty five nineteen Bills here, man, and uh and, and you know it's the cliche like I just said, but like when you're at the game, like I, I really am gonna feel that's gonna you know happen when I'm there. So um, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in line with that, too. I think the Bills cover. I think they win big. I think um, they – I think this offense is going to just be unstoppable uh, week two. And I think as nice as they looked against the Rams, I think they're not satisfied with those turnovers. I especially think – uh, McDermott is going to, you know, have some bulletin board material this, this week on, in practice on, you know, saying like, Hey, it's great. We put up 31 points, but we, you know, we couldn't, we should have won that game by even more. It shouldn't even been as close as it did. And if you're playing against, you know, if it's later in the season and the Rams are, you know, a better team, they, they work out some kinks, you know, you're not going to win a game when you turn the ball over four times. So I think the bills offense as crazy as this sounds are going to have something to prove and they're going to kind of match that hungerness that the Titans are going to come with. Um, and I think they're going to put up a 40 spot on this team. Ooh, 40 I, burger. I don't think the Titans defense is that good. Like there's nobody on that defense that really scares me. Um, and you know, when the chips were down against the giants, they couldn't really get a stop either. And so I think the bills are going to win this game 44 to 21. Um, and it's going to be a route. It's going to be a game where the Titans in the second half are, that defense is just going to be so gassed that Ken Dorsey can literally be doing ask Madden for his play call and you know Keenum might get her a few reps yeah and I think yeah Keenan's <laughs> gonna come in for victory formation at this point <laughs> um love it yeah so and the last time I mean, you talk about bulletin board material about the Rams game and you said it multiple times here but 
I'm, I'm sure they're circulating about the the past two years with the Titans, right? I mean, you they lost the Titans past years, like Ethan said already, and like so. If we're talking Bolton Board material, we're talking that being brought up in discussion this week too. So they're not going to want to lose this game. Um, all right, so I mean, we're both on the on the route category. Couldn't get any more homer than that on a on a Bills <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna take it. Um, I I don't have anything else. The last thing I did want to bring up because I thought it was funny. This actually kind of just goes back to the Rams game and Ethan. You know, he he brought up the you know doing the silent count in um in their own stadium and and stuff like that. I just thought it was comical. I saw on Twitter after the game that the Rams uh. They did so like obviously when you go to like different games like sometimes like intermission and like during commercial breaks like up on the jumbotron they'll do like different fan votes and stuff like that. Um, but I guess in the first half at the Rams game there was a fan vote that you could choose three different uh, songs and you like text in your answer of like what song you want them to play. Um, one of the song choices that people could pick was the original Shout song by the Isley Brothers, um, which obviously is not that like specific version, but obviously the Bills touchdown song is Shout. And, um, that was the winner. Like, so clearly it was just all Bills fans voting for that. Hilarious that the Rams had that as an option. Um, shout song starts playing in the building. All the Bills fans are going nuts. Like it, it just, just a couple things that like, it's just hilarious because one, they're just, it just showed that like it was probably it shows all how out of touch. The Rams. Yeah. It shows how out of touch like LA and the Rams are and like how, how much of a joke, honestly, LA sports are. Um, and then to the fact that it was just all Bills fans and, and voted uh, and voted for that song. So I just thought that was very funny and wanted to bring that up. And when I read that on Twitter, I was just like, wow, this is just hilarious. Like you said, like so out of touch. Like LA is just the worst sports city in America. Um, but there's that. Uh, anything else on your end before we before we wrap up here? Um, no. No. So, all right. Yeah. So Bills first week dub 1-0, 31-10 against the Rams. Next week. Monday night, Tennessee Titans will be back probably. Well, actually, we should probably talk about this now. We'll probably, I don't know if we're going to have like a, probably have like a late episode next week. I'm I'm sure because, you know, as we just talked about, we're both going to be at the game. So Ethan's going to have to travel back to Chicago on Tuesday. Um, so it's going to be a later, you know, episode drop next week. Not sure exactly what date that will be, but stay tuned for that. Obviously a Monday night game. So it's not going to be a Tuesday morning drop. We're going to be at the game and not going to have time to record, obviously. So um, just be aware of that. That episode's going to come a little later. Um, and then, as I said at the beginning of the episode, like, Sabres preseason game this Thursday. So, um, you know, October, I think, 13th or the 15th. One of those two dates is the Bills for, or sorry, the Sabres home opener. I think I'm trying to get tickets to that. So that'll be rolling around real quick, too. So um, a lot of stuff to look forward to here. But uh, we're going to sign off on episode 150 here. Thank you guys for listening in. Go Bills, go Sabres, as always. And we will talk to you next time. Peace.